Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. So let's get into today's service, if you will. And uh, we've been dealing with sitting in Christ. We've been dealing with walking in Christ and, uh, and standing in Christ. We're going to deal with the word walk. So let's pray. Let's get into this. Father, your word is true. Your word is yes and amen. Because of your word, the word uh, will saturate us, change us. It'll radically move us towards you and move us away from darkness. Thank God for it in Jesus' mighty name. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for the words of life you've given me this night to minister to this, your people, in Jesus' name. Now, if you will, look with me just a moment. Say, this is my Bible, and out of it proceed the issues of life. I can have what my Bible said I can have. I can go where my Bible said I could go, and I am everything my Bible said I am. And I'm never going to be the same because of the living Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to the book of Ephesians, if you will, and uh, pick it up from here. Most of our context of these subject matters are going to be taken from Paul's writing to the church of Ephesus. Now, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, we're dealing with the term of walking in Christ. We dealt with city, walking in Christ. So when we use the word walk in Christ, we're walking by faith. To walk by faith. Here's what it means. Conduct our, it's how we conduct our life. It literally means our mannerisms. It means our activities. Think about that. If I'm going to walk by faith, my activities daily have to align themselves. All of my activities must align themselves with the Word of God. And also, if I will conduct my life and mannerisms according to the Word, and my activities are governed by the words, here's what comes up. My morals will be raised to the standard of the Word of God. Isn't that powerful? I don't have to physically do it. I don't have to pressure myself. All i got to do is just follow the Word. And when I do, my morals are raised up. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it makes this statement. For we are His workmanship. Now, think about that. We are His workmanship, and we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained. God ordained this. God has ordained that we, that I, that you, that we collectively together uh, should walk in them. So God ordained that we should walk in them. What? The good works. What good works? Well, in Christ Jesus. So in other words, we've got to deal with the anointed factor and what everything Jesus did. Do you realize that in that three and a half years of period that Jesus walked the earth, he walked anointed and conquered every situation. But more than that, you know what he did? He helped humanity. Everybody Jesus came in contact with walked away from him blessed. If they were sick, they got healed. If they were hurting, he helped them and removed the hurt. If they lived in ho- hopelessness, he gave them hope. If they felt unloved when they met Jesus Christ, they got this overwhelming sense God loves me. So, good works. So, this is what we're endeavoring to do. Now, we don't do works to gain heaven. We don't do works to get born again. We don't do works so we become more righteous. You can't do that. We are individuals who are new creations, and we've been born of the Spirit of Almighty God. So, we've been ordained to walk in them. Now, as as an ordained minister of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
My ordination gives me a divine authority to stand in my pastoral gifting to minister as I'm doing right now. However, I was ordained to be a believer before I was ordained to be a pastor. That never stops. When I get to heaven, and you get to heaven, but more readily as myself as a pastor, when I get to heaven, I am going to lay down the mantle of shepherd title or pastor. Because, listen, Jesus is the chief shepherd. There isn't anybody going to be better than him. And nobody on earth is better than him. So when we get to heaven, I don't want that title. I want to be known as one that well done, good and faithful servant, enter on in. Isn't that powerful? That, now this, so we ordained that we should walk in him. So I'm ordained. You're ordained that we should walk in the good works assigned by scripture. Now the word ordained means this, conferred upon us holy instructive orders. So there's a, a divine uh, instructive order placed on you by the ordained factor that you got born again. I don't know whether you realize that. When you got saved, you were ordained by Almighty God to conquer every demon in hell. You were ordained to live victorious. You and I were ordained to live above only and not beneath. We were ordained to be healed. We were ordained to be well. We were ordained to be healthy and wealthy. We were ordained to live happy and joyful. We were ordained to have peace that passes understanding. This is conferred upon us and it is a holy instructive order. It has instructions to it. So if we follow the instructions, then we'll keep our life in order. And so we need order in our life. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 makes this statement. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. I'll give you a little time to get there. Ephesians 4 1 says, once again, we've been reading these verses. Therefore, the prison of the Lord, I, the prison of the Lord, uh, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called. So not only are you ordained, you ought to know that I'm called. And you were ordained to walk worthy. Isn't that powerful? You were ordained to walk worthy. So, and you were called to do that. So you ought to be able to say, thank God I'm ordained. Thank God I've been called by Almighty God and God's giftings is on my life and Satan can't take it from me. Circumstances can't take, age can't do it. I am what God said I am. I'm ordained. I'm blessed. I'm called by Almighty God and the will of God is on my life. Now, Last verse of scripture before we go a little further is 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, and we're going to be reading from the Amplified on this one. So this is 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. Not the book of John, the Gospel of John, but actually the letters of John, the epistles. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says this. Whoever says he abides in him ought as a personal debt to walk and conduct himself in the same way in which he walked and conducted himself. Now that's very important. So we don't have the option to choose how we're going to walk. We've been given the order. We've been given the, the design. We have been given the, uh, the capability, the, the prototype, if you will, of how we're supposed to walk. All of the design is there. We're supposed to walk as he walked. Isn't that powerful? That means that we can walk this way. There isn't about whether, I don't know if I can, it's so hard. No, no, no. Listen to me. It is ordained that you could do this. God ordained you, therefore you're strengthened on the inner man. You can do this. You can walk as the way God walks. He said in here, conduct yourself. So that's up to you. 
You conducting yourself is on you, not on him. It's on you to say, I choose to live a better life. I choose to live a God life. I choose not to do that. You know that around my neighborhood here, there are several, several establishments that are considered as named bars or clubs, strip clubs, and out where they serve alcohol. Do you know that at my age, I don't need to show an ID. I can just walk in there, and I could if I wanted to, but you know what? I choose not to. I, I choose never to do that. I, I'm not tempted to do that. I don't even think twice when I drive by. I wonder if I should go to I don't do that. I don't have, there's not enough stress in this world to make me do that. I'm not going to do that. Why? Because con, I conduct myself according to the word of God to give glory and honor to the most high God. He delivered me out of darkness. So why on earth would I want to go in there and then say, well, I'm born again. I can hang out in there. No, no. Conduct yourself. Watch your activities. Watch your mannerisms. Watch all the stuff you're doing. Now, so if we understand this, it's my responsibility to conduct myself. He already put the ordination factor on us. He already called us and said, you can do this. Isn't that good news? You can do this. Listen, I know it's the, the hour that we're in right now is very stressful, but you and I can do this. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Let, let's go and discuss this. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 27 makes a statement. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. King James Version, and it makes this statement. And it's very important. Listen to this. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man which built a house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon the house, and it fell not. Now listen to that. It fell not. Man, that's so powerful. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. Verse 27 says this. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Very interesting verses of Scripture here Jesus brings out. Very interesting parallel that, that he's talking about here in, in, in how you and I are supposed to live. But notice what he said that uh, two men are talked about here. There are two individuals that are, that are mentioned here. Two, two individuals. But I want to, before we go into this, let me say this, that they built, yes they did, but I want you to notice that the rain descended. Both on, the, on both individuals, it rained. So if you're a believer, guess what? You're going, to be some, you're going to be faced with sometimes the same challenges that the world's facing with. Now, right now, we're dealing with a, a situation. We've, uh, we've come, we're the, the globe, let me put it that way, uh, almost every, every place on the, on the globe is faced with a term that they never thought, however they're using it in their language, but it's referred to, and we're dealing with that, and that's referred to as the COVID-19, a virus that spread around the world, and, and everybody you know, had to wear masks, or, uh, in-house, shut-in. But listen, if you're a believer, and the person next to you isn't a believer... Do you realize it happened to both? The COVID, they're hearing it on both TVs. A born-again believer in one house and a non-believer in another house. They're both faced with the same thing. It rained. 
That's what I'm trying to get you. It rained. However, the believer has hope. The believer has a God that's with them. The believer has a trust level that my God is with me. My God will never forsake me. My God is with me. Oh, my ladies and gentlemen, listen close to me. Listen to me, church. Listen, there are some people without hope today, but you should not be one of those people. You should not be one of those people running scared. You should not be one of those people, you know, just uh, moving your hands and, and without sleepless nights and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. No, we know what we're going to do. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and he's forever. Glory be to God. So we have a blessed hope. He's the anchor of our salvation. He's the God that's more than enough. So the rain came. The trouble came. Satan came. Call it what it is. Satan came. And we realize that. He's a killer. He's a destroyer. Jesus said in John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verse 10, He said, The thief cometh not before to steal, kill, and to destroy. That's a thief. But then Jesus said, But I have come to give life and give it more abundantly. Satan comes. He comes to steal. He comes to kill. He's trying to steal your health. He's trying to steal your, your finances. He's trying to drain your bank account. He's trying to, to steal your trust in God. He's trying to steal the words of faith in your mouth and fill it with fear and anxiety and worry. I don't know what I'm going to do. And we cautiously come over to one side and say, well, you know, I, I have faith in God, but you never know. I may be one of those carriers and not know I've got it. I'm a carrier of Almighty God. I'm a carrier of faith. Do you know, let me tell you, let me give you a scripture here. Or a statement here. Do you realize that Jesus came upon a leper? And the leper cried out to Jesus. And when he cried out to Jesus, and he made that cry, and he said, and he said Jesus, have mercy on me. Social distancing was in place. According to the Hebrew law, nobody was allowed to go near that leper. That's called social distancing. He could not go over there. Jesus didn't say, let me put my mask on. Let me put my gloves on. Let me put my robe on. Let me check your temperature. He didn't say that. Jesus stepped over into a realm. Jesus stepped over into a realm of, of holy living. He stepped into the supernatural and walked over and looked straight into the man's eyes. He said, I will. Be thou clean. He touched him. And when he did, the man was instantly healed by the power of Almighty God. He crossed the line of social distancing. Right now they're telling us social distancing. I, I'm following, I understand that. Believe that. But notice when Jesus did that example, the disciples didn't walk up to him. The disciples weren't with him, crowding him in to see what was going on. No, though they did. Jesus did that. So Jesus is right now with you in your home. Jesus is with you right where you're at right now. And he'll step in right in the middle of, of COVID because he is the Jehovah Jireh. He's the Jehovah Shalom. He's Jehovah Siskanu. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Rophe. He is your most high God. He is your healer. Deliver the Lord your righteousness. He's the one that will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He declared himself as I am that I am. That's who you tell him that I am. So I'm telling you right now, my God is the great I am. Listen to me. I've got good news for you. He's a good God. He's a healthy God. And he gives you health. And he gives you healing. And he gives you hope. And he looks straight into your heart and he said, everything I've done, I've done for your best because I love you so much. Now, here's a striking uh, illustration of two individuals, two class 
Now listen to this. He didn't separate them. They're, they're two individuals. He didn't say one was lost, one was saved. He didn't say one was sick, one was easy. When they built the house, he said they were both the same. So in other words, let me put it this way. Here's a, a, a picture, an illustration, a capsule, a capsule of two class of professing Christians. Two class of professing Christians. The first, uh, first are those who hear and they do nothing. They hear but do nothing. Jesus said you got to be, uh, uh, according to James, he, when he wrote this down by inspiration of the Spirit of God, be doers of the word, not hearers only. You're self-deceived if you do that. That's right. You better watch it because you'll be self-deceived. And there's nothing worse than being deceived by your own self. You don't need the world to deceive you when you, don't, when you deceive yourself. When you say, I, well, I don't, I don't need church. I got it all that I need. Oh, my, my, dangerous. There are two types of people. Once again, the first one, hears but doesn't do anything. And the second one is those individuals who hear and do. And which one are you? I'm saying I hear and I do. I'm saying I'm a doer of the word of God. I do the word. I just don't hear the word. I'm just not confessing the word but have no action behind it. I hear, I do. I hear, I do. I hear and I do. Praise God for it. Both classes are before us. And, and watch this. If you look at what happened here, one fell, one did not fall. Now watch this. Uh, both classes are placed before us, and their histories uh, are, are to be traced to their respective ends. We have not only the, the fact they built, but we also have the history of their end results of what they built. Now, I want you to notice this. They built, and it didn't say they built because the rain was coming. It didn't say they built because a storm was coming. They didn't say they built because the wind was coming. They were building their lives, and a rain came. So how they built was showed up by when the storm came. How you live right now and what you're saying right now and what you're doing right now is a byproduct of how you've been building your life before, let me put it this way, COVID came. Oh, before COVID came, Jesus should have already been there. You should have already had it in your mouth. Jesus, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Messiah. You ought to be declaring the name of the Lord Jesus. And, and we ought to be declaring this. The man who hears the word and, and he gives himself or herself to the teaching and preaching and then practices what she hears is a wise person. And they're building their house on a rock. Uh, here, the wise person is listening to exhortations. Listen to this. Listening to exhortations and ready to repent if necessary. The, and he believes in Christ, not to, and listen to this, he believes in Christ and follows the word of God instead of the trends of today, instead of the culture of today, and, and, and gives himself over to the living word of God. The word works if we work the word of God. The holy life is conceived. Listen close to my statement here. When you and I are doers of the word, we hear the word, we do the word, and we build our, our life on a rock, and we do this. We are conceiving in us a holy life. And we begin to carry, like a, like a woman who's pregnant, carry to full term, deliver and begin to breathe and walk and talk in the newness of life. You and I, by our own words, are, are the new creation. We speak this new creation and we, are, we breathe and walk and talk the things of Almighty God. The language of God. The language of faith. The things of the Spirit of God is what we ought to do. This person that we're talking about that is a hearer and a doer is a new creation with no past. Think about that. If you're a new creation, you have no past. If you're a new creation, you have no past. You ought to say that out loud. Thank God I have no past. I have no past. 
that when you're a new creation, the past is over, it's gone. Now watch this, when they do this, they begin to build on the rock, and listen to this, evil does not exist in the new creation. Evil was slayed, like Goliath was slayed by David. David said, you come against my God, you, you, you come against, you mock my God, and, and he ran at him, and he slayed him, and then cut his head off. And when he did that, Goliath was over. It's history. And he won, the, he won against the armies of, of, of the Philistines. And he did it by just slaying one person. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he whipped Satan. Therefore, no demon can have your life. Therefore, no virus can have your life. Therefore, no heart attacks, no brain aneurysms. No, no, nothing can destroy your life if we just go to the Word of God. I'm not saying you won't be attacked, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's so many people in the body of Christ. There's so many that have gone through stuff. And wonderful, wonderful people, not denying that. Gold, glorious people. And they've gone through stuff. We've all gone through stuff. I've gone through stuff. Our family's gone through stuff. We've all been through stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, stop questioning. Go, where's God in this? Where's my God? God, if you're real, I love you. I've done all these things. Why did the virus come visit our home? Why did cancer visit our home? God, why, why, why? When we start doing that, we get into the whys, we get into the wondering, and then we start wandering. And when that starts happening, it becomes destructive. Listen, God is for you. Can I tell you something? There is a real devil, and he hates you. And he is the author of all sickness. He's the author of disease. He's the author of death. Sickness and disease is nothing more than progressive death. That's what it is. It's progressive death. It's death trying to invade life. It's death trying to invade health. It's, it's trying to destroy you and shorten your life on earth so that you won't accomplish your ordained calling and your position in Christ Jesus. But, got good news for you, Satan can't win. The Bible said, you resist the devil. Submit yourself to God and he will flee. And he'll flee. Glory be to God. Isn't that awesome? So Satan cannot stay. He seeks whom he may devour like a roaring lion. But he can't devour everybody he comes into contact with. How do we know that? Because he's seeking whom he may devour, which indicates he's got to find somebody that has opened the door, somebody who's lukewarm, somebody who's casual. I know that's not you, but there are people like that. There are people that hear and don't do, but you're a hear and you're a doer. Good news, Satan cannot have your life. He's the wicked one and he cannot touch you. Individuals who do not do, who stand on this will be tempted to do evil. However, if this person is a doer as well as a hearer, according to James chapter 1, verse 22, it says hearing and doing will instruct them to do well. And they'll hate any sin and they'll, they'll cleave to that which is good. Now this individual that hears it doesn't do, oh, what a tragedy. This individual uh, hears teaching, hears preaching of the word, but never gets beyond hearing, never gets beyond hearing. They, they, they hear it, they, they hear teaching, and they hear so many teachers, oh, I listen to so-and-so, oh, I listen to so-and-so, I, I, I've got a routine, I listen to so-and-so at this time, 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 but you don't do anything. You can go to 20 conventions in one year, but if you don't do anything, what good is it? You could turn the shower on, but if you don't get in, you won't get clean. You got you to do something. You, somebody could cook a meal, put the plate in front of you, but if you don't eat, you'll die of starvation. You can't go to a meeting. You can't go to a church. You can't just go to an assembly and hear preaching and do nothing. It won't, it'll hurt your life. You, it'll, it'll, the Bible calls you foolish if you do that. 
Foolish if you do that. Build your house on a solid rock. This is how we walk by faith. The foolish man builds his house on sand. Why? Because he's satisfied with himself. And he listens to himself more than anybody else. So he approves of his own way of living instead of allowing God to put the approval on him. But he goes, but he goes no further. Now here's the dangerous part of this account. This individual lives by flattering themselves. I'm okay. I don't need my pastor. I don't need teaching today. I have all kinds of television pastors. I have all kinds of ministers. I read all kinds of books. I listen to a lot of people prophesy on YouTube, on radio, on TV. And so I'm, oh, I'm spiritual. I got all kinds of stuff going on. And, and, and so they, they flatter themselves that they're full. They flatter themselves that they're that way. You, you can't do that. You just can't do that. Uh, just because you are, are, are six years old and for six years you've been sitting in a car and somebody's been driving it doesn't mean you can drive. Doesn't mean you know where to go. There's a lot of people that don't know the difference between east and west and north and south. They don't know which way they're going in life. You got to know where you're going. This is the man who builds his house on the sand. You need a pastor. You need a church where you can assemble and get together. And so, and we got to understand that this individual, watch this, instead of trusting God, this individual trusts emotion. He's become solically ruled and yields to nothing more than feelings and the past convictions and is void of desires of spiritual living. He lives by past convictions. He never really breaks off from sin and casts aside the spirit world. Oh, yeah, they're very comfortable in both worlds. And you can't be comfortable in both worlds. You've got to be comfortable only one, the presence of the Most High God. That's the doer of the world. And uh, you can't, you, you, because he's a hearer of truth, but nothing more. That's all he does. Uh, uh, listen to this. John 10, 10, I've said it to you before. The thief does not accept to steal, kill, destroy. It's, it's, uh, if you're not grounded in the word of God, trouble comes your way. And the first thing you'll ask is, God, why have you done this? That's the person who hears but doesn't do. Listen, uh, walking by faith takes us to engage in, in spiritual warfare to do what we need to do. Fight the good fight of faith. And you win if you do that. Why? No weapon formed against you can prosper. The Bible says this is your heritage. It belongs to you. You have a right to conquer. Oh, if you, listen, if you get knocked down, pick yourself up and keep on walking. And, and, if, you, and if you get knocked down again, get up again. You're going to find out that the more time you keep doing that, keep walking by faith, the less the, is going to find the distance of falling and standing and keep moving for God and stay joyful in everything that you do. The devil has come to steal your marriage, tried to come to steal your children, tried to come steal your finances, tried to steal everything you got. However, if you lock those things away in the treasure of your heart, because out of the abundance of heart and mouth does speak, you'll live victoriously in Jesus' name. Don't let the enemy kill your dreams. Don't let the enemy kill your marriage. Don't let the enemy kill your children. Don't let the enemy kill your joy that you have in your life. Don't let the enemy rob you of your, of your gifting and the anointing that is not only on you but on your children. <clears throat> if you're ordained and you're called, your children will reap the benefit of it. If they walked away, good news, God knows where they're at and God knows how to go get them and God will go get them. So remember this, he may be out to steal and kill and destroy, but God already said, no weapon formed against you prosper. And he wants, he told you that be of good cheer, I've already overcome the world. Now watch this, 1 Peter 5.8 states this, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion. So the Bible says that if we use the name of Jesus, we win. Uh, think about it, we have the name above every name. The word is for you. You're blessed and you're coming and you're going. Let us walk by faith. Let us walk in Christ. Let us walk in love. Let us 
walk in victory. Let us walk in peace. Let us walk in mercy. How? By becoming doers of the Word of God. Build your house on the rock. Examine your house now. Build it on the rock. And I got good news for you. God will visit you. And God will instruct you. And God, who is the blesser of your life, will, in, will reveal to you your blessed state and what to do and what to say and how to accomplish it. Oh, God is so good. Hey, if you don't know Jesus Christ, right now is the opportunity I'm going to give you right now to do so. I made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life many, many years ago. And when I did, I've never regretted one moment of it. Somebody say, well, what if he's not real? Well, what if he is? Listen, let me ask you a question. Well, let's just say God's not real. Jesus Christ didn't die. All right, what if I lost if by accepting Jesus Christ, I lost, I lost waking up in the gutter. I could have died a long time ago with all the stuff that I did, but I didn't because I accepted Jesus Christ and I changed my life and I'm conducting my life to the best that I know how. Is there anybody perfect? No, but we are perfected in Christ Jesus spiritually. And so God wants, God wants you to know that he loves you. Once again, I want to tell you, I'm bringing you good news of Jesus Christ. He loves you so much. Listen, let's continue to walk by faith. How do I do that? Accept Jesus Christ. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.